as alluded to before, we're going to prayerfully reflect on the motives of why some of Joseph's brothers, so not all of Joseph's brothers had wicked intentions, but why some of Joseph's brothers have the intention of killing him. And this isn't a very pleasant topic, but I assure you parents, we're going in a good direction. There is a good rationale for this. So for instance, one of the invaluable benefits of studying human history is to receive wisdom and we can learn from the sins, past sins of others. We can even learn from our own past sins so that we don't repeat. So we can glean wisdom in this way. So if you are listening carefully, we're reading, we heard the first reading. It said that Joseph's brothers hated him so much that they would not even greet him. And it says because of this, they have, some of them have the intention of actually wanting to kill him. Now, they don't actually carry it out, but basically they have the intention. So it's kind of a near, uh, mere formality that they didn't do this. So the key word, if we're kind of thinking, it's like, okay, why do some of Joseph's brothers want to kill him? And we see, well, they have hatred in their hearts. And we might ask, why do they have hatred in their hearts? Well, if you're paying attention, it's because they're comparing. They have envy in their hearts, right? Envy is that sin by which we see another's giftedness or blessedness as a threat to myself. And we might say, well, why do they have envy in their hearts? What's the root cause of that envy? Well, by the way, before we go deeper into that, C.S. Lewis offers us a beautiful commentary, beautiful, excellent insight with regard to this. He says, it's not enough for fallen human nature to simply have something good. For instance, to simply be beautiful or to be handsome or to have a lot of stuff or to, ha um, or to have wealth. He says, we need to be more beautiful or more handsome than the person next to us. We need to have more wealth and more stuff than the person next to us. So he's pointing to, ultimately, this comparison. And why do we have envy in our hearts? Well, ultimately, it's because we don't see our own giftedness. If we truly received and lived from this awareness of God's love for us, we wouldn't have issues with envy. But because we're not aware of that, we're looking elsewhere and we think that others' giftedness is a threat to my existence or my own identity or my own giftedness. So we want to learn and we want to pray from this. So when you notice that in our hearts, it's going to be a, a natural feeling or emotion to maybe experience this envy, but we want to check that because we actually have the freedom to be able to say no when we're aware of disordered emotions within us, we don't need to act upon them. Now our culture would say, whatever you feel like doing, just act upon it. And this will lead to, if we're honest, disastrous consequences. And Jesus in our Christian tradition in the last 2000 years shows us a better path that we have the freedom to check our disordered emotions, that we don't have to say yes to our envy. We don't have to say yes to my feelings of insecurity, but we want to live in the truth. When I experience that insecurity and I see someone else as a threat to myself, I say, well, no, that, that doesn't actually make sense. I actually know my belovedness. And as baptized individuals, 
We have the most infinite, greatest treasure in the universe all residing within our soul, which is why it's so important for us to remain in a state of grace. We would never want to willingly rupture that relationship with our Lord and throw that gift away. If we knew our giftedness, the saints say that if we were able to see ourselves the way God and the angels see us, we would be overwhelmed with joy and in tears, and we would have need of nothing else. Today we ask for this grace. Thank you.